The 4400 were an experiment we always knew might fail. There were so many variables. It was impossible to predict them all. So you're telling me everything you've done, taking the 4400, sending them back, it hasn't changed anything? The catastrophe's still coming. Our enemies are more resourceful than we imagined. Enemies? There are those among us who would prefer history to remain unchanged. That the 4400 fail in their mission. You mean they want humanity to die out? They are convinced that they will survive. Not only survive, but benefit from the chaos. If you think we are heartless, I assure you that the other side is unimaginably more brutal. And they've let loose a terrible evil into your time. Sending these children further back into the timeline was an attempt to combat that evil. If we return them to you, all the good that they have done in the past will be negated. The 4400 and everything that they were meant to achieve will be in jeopardy. This evil, there has to be some other way to deal with it. There is. You. You are the other way. It's a burden that we had hoped not to place on you. If you return Maya and the others, I'll do whatever you want. What we want, you may not be willing to give. Do we have a deal or not? We do, but it's a deal I'm afraid you'll come to regret. Wow, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the best and probably only place to check out the 4400. This is A Light in the Sky, the Carefree Black Nerd 4400 review show. We're going to go over the first uh, series iteration. We have made it to season three, episode five. I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blur, and I have with me today, like I have every episode, Robert J., uh, the co-host of the mightiest podcast on all streaming <laughs> channels. Uh, you tell, like, I don't do podcasting too frequently. <laughs> I don't know if just like to say Robert J, RJ, RJ Squire, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here to you know talk about this episode and future episodes and all the good stuff. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Good, good, good. Okay. Well, y'all, we bet we write right in the thick of it. And like I said, this is season three, episode five, Gone Part Two. Mm-hmm. Now, while in one of Alana's fantasies, Tom and Elena see. Wait, well, I just said their name different twice. Okay, while in one of uh, whatever, <laughs> Tom and Elena see Maya. Though they have no memory of her existence, Diana's life is threatened. Whoo! Okay, we we in this thing. Um, how we feeling? How we feeling about it? You know, general thoughts. We, you know, we kind of talked about this off mic. I, I enjoyed it. I actually, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got two episodes for the story to play out, and the way you know with the ending, it um, <clears throat> it provides us with another. I don't say well, just cliffhanger, but like another big moment in the in mm-hmm. in the show. So as far as what you know, where we're progressing with the future, and I enjoyed that. I actually, um, there there were actually quite a few things about this that I enjoyed. There were quite a few things which I didn't, um, but overall it mm-hmm. was, you know, I thought I, I had some, I had fun with it. How about mm-hmm. you? Same. I actually did enjoy it, and I found myself wishing that there was a part three. But exactly, I, yep. Yep. I I have a, a theory on some mm-hmm. things that could have been changed, but all in all, I did enjoy it. I thought um, 
I thought Maya actually did a pretty good job yes. in this episode. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. she, her little, her acting, she mm-hmm. did it. She, like, you yep. can tell she's coming into her own. I hope we get this Maya mm-hmm. going forward. This is the Maya I want to see. Yeah, yeah, that that we'll get to that, but that was one of my highlights. I was like, who who took this child to acting classes? Hey, <laughs> the, the aliens in the future. They was like, no, we tied this shit. You can't act, girl. That's the so yeah, yeah, I um, I really, I really enjoyed Maya in this. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh man, so um, hell, jumping right in. We yeah. um, I like that this because it feels like to me, and I'm going to be dramatic for a second. Mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame in the sense that we go yep. direct, like mm-hmm. immediately from like when I had to stop my um, streaming because I thought I was watching the same episode. Yeah, Like they yeah. moved so <laughs> seamlessly from part one to part two. Mm-hmm. I loved that. I loved yep. every piece of that. Um, mm-hmm. This opening with Diana and uh, uh Marco. PLC man, Marco, yeah. <laughs> <PLC man>. <laughs> <laughs> He's of color. <laughs> how how we how you feeling about, about this um date night, I guess? Yeah, I mean I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, they're they're a um they're an interesting couple. I mean they work, mm-hmm. you know, opposites attract, um, you know, vibe and but I like you said, I enjoyed the transition from gone part one to gone part two and we even had that weird, uh, awkwardly. Um, well, we had that picture where <laughs> Diana was so awkwardly placed, and it <laughs> was like, centered. it was like, yeah, not centered, but it looked like she, her partner in that picture was the tree <laughs> to the <laughs> left. So, yes, and we even had to zoom in and we backed out of that. And, um, you know, they're getting along, which is you know, pretty cute. Um, but then there's a major, you know, the little revelation that, um, she he brings her flowers. They're about to, you know, have dinner, and she set like three plates. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was, you know, a little indicator of, you know, the things that, you know, the things that were to come um, within the episode. And she just kind of shakes it off as like an afterthought, mm-hmm. you know, like she was, you know, she maybe just, you know, did it absentmindedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, it's it's kind of a big thing, and then. From there, we go to two of your favorite people, um, Tom and Alana uh, in Alana's, I'm just going to call it Mindscape at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mindscape, uh, the Alanascape, and (laughs) they're driving really fast. And actually, this is actually something I I think is pretty cool, where it seems as if she's able to adjust the reality so that nobody will get hurt. Mm -hmm. Um. Either that, or he's just—they're just going back to a memory of when he was on an open road and mm-hmm. um, just able to drive fast. So, anyways, they're, they're driving top down. Um, you know, he asks if she wants to drive, and then she's like, "No, nah, this is your your memory or your fantasy or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then they hit a child. Um, <laughs> no, they see. No. And they, <laughs> and I'm just like because once again, oh. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was like, you gotta remember, like, there's some of this stuff. I'm, I think my memory is just getting bad, and, or I just, it just, you know, the years have lapsed. But when that happened, yeah. you see, you see a little girl dressed like Maya, and it is very abrupt. And the way that they do it is very effective because that shit yes. like fucked yes. me up. Yes, um, and then you hear the the dump, and the body oh. flies over. 
oh the my car. God. And and oh Tom and Alana are fucked up. Tom is like, oh God, no, there there wasn't supposed to be anybody on this road and yeah. like this and that. And I the thing I like about that is that he's not just jumping into these fantasies. Mm-hmm. Um it's you know, without any like precautions, you know, right. which is which is really cool. Um, so then they they go back to see if there's a body, and then they don't see it. They don't see her body, but then they show <laughs> Maya walking down the um, from the back, and then you know they get out of the car, go to her, and say, "Hey, are you okay?" And she turns around and she has no face. The second yeah. time I got fucked up watching this episode, I was just like, <laughs> "Yo, <laughs> this was funny as hell." I'm sorry. I I yeah. had to the this whole open. It was so much. What, what is this like? Maybe three minutes in, like yes. there was a lot of shit it's going on, that, and back to back. And so mm-hmm. I, the logistics of the crash were so mm-hmm. interesting to me because they had to have sped up to a certain point, stopped and let the girl run across the street, right. but then also replace her with the mannequin. But mm-hmm. that shit was so. Rapid Seamless. fire, yeah. Woo! I think yep. I responded more than Tom and Elena did. Like they, they, they weren't. They didn't have my level of stress. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Right. So kudos. Who? Yeah, y'all did that. Oh and, my god! And then, and there's always been something about the no face, like horror. Yeah, like, you're like watching supernatural things or horror movies mm-hmm. where just blank and it just it creeps me out so when they once again i didn't remember this when they turned her around and she just had that blank face it pushes mm-hmm. them out of the i love the fantasy yeah and I it was like that. i think to me i think this is actually one of the best openings that they've had um within the entire series um and so we go to the credits um i even put in my notes good opening um and mm-hmm. then we see Tom and Alana trying to figure these things these things out, and one of the things that Alana mentions is that they build these worlds out of memories. She builds these worlds out of memories, mm-hmm. and so either one of them could have remembered this yep. um, this little girl. So that yeah. starts the you know the the breadcrumbs or you know them following the breadcrumbs to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, they don't even try to figure it out. Oh yeah, they're like, like fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's a mistake. Like, girl, what? That's, like, no, that's yeah. not a mistake. Right. Something uh yeah, yeah, so I can't give credit to them for like starting to investigate because they was like, well, you know, some weird shit happens. I mean, well, you got super ability, so yeah. something's bound to happen, like you know, like yeah. this <laughs> once in a while. Like, but you know what? That fucked me up because I was thinking, like, you're gonna be a teacher. You can't have shit like this happen and you are right. taking children to different right. like, you could scar somebody for fucking life. Like that's not you you oh my God. Um yeah. one of the, the other things is when they came out of that um dream thing, it mm-hmm. felt like and I this is me being a nerd, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end yeah. when her and Vision like that that mm-hmm. moment, it was very indicative of that. I'm not going to say like Marvel was like scouring because this is a pretty simple move, but yeah. that it really brought me there. And I think that also helped the enjoyment and watching this episode because I did, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that mind stuff and the way they were moving their bodies for a, a show to not have a huge budget, I think they're smart. Because um, remember, we, with the shapeshifter episode, we mentioned that as well. They're right. smart at the things that they're able to do to convey what's going on. Yeah, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. I think they're doing a good job with that. Yeah, they're um, 
So then after they pretty much was like, well, you know, weird shit happens. Um, right. We go to... <laughs> um, we go to uh, Bonnie and Clyde or Sean and oh. Isabel. Um, and they're, I say, getting down in the stairway. I sound like somebody's like old-ass daddy. Right now, I mean, getting, getting it down applies. in the stairway. It um, applies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and... They're it's, anyways. So you know they're they're just at this point it seems like they're they're hiding, but they they like the um, the risk factor. Yeah. I think Isabel more Isabel so than does. Sean. Like right. Sean, I think Sean is into it when they don't get caught. But when yeah. he gets caught, he's like, Ugh. he just starts whining and shit it up. Just like, yeah. dude, if this is what you're gonna do, don't get like, don't right. Yeah, exactly. Go mm-hmm. full tilt into it if you're gonna be this a hole. So, but they get caught by um Devin, who is mm-hmm. that um, she's a character that goes back to I think the second season, mm-hmm. um, who had a thing for Jordan. She's like very wrapped up in the 4400 mm-hmm. doctrine. Um, and Isabel, um, oh, is like saying, you know, she's saying like. You know, she won't tell anybody because she, she, she scared she's scared me. Right? me. Yeah. Yeah. She's scared of me. And I'm just like, Isabel is becoming like a complete like asshole. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, what, what's your vibe? about? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I don't like the mm-hmm. depiction of Isabel. I no. don't feel like they're being consistent. I don't feel like they're um, making a believable arc um, mm-hmm. for her to be. <sighs> For her to be this nasty, mm-hmm. and I don't mean sexually, I mean just like an attitude towards other people, oh. and it's so cavalier, mm-hmm. it, it's like, I don't know if you're trying to channel like a toddler who's like, oh, I'm the terrible twos, or what are you actually doing? Because there's no, for a lot of shit she does in this episode, specifically at the end, I hated that, I'm going to say it up front, I mm-hmm. don't, I just, I don't like this, and it's so weird to me. Um, that these are the decisions you're making with this all-powerful, omnipresent being who has the ability to do so much. I, I don't know. I just think they're really failing at sticking the landing with this character because I don't know what the fuck is going on. And mm-hmm. it's okay to not know, but it doesn't feel like they know. It feels like, like we said before, one minute she's a child with... Mm-hmm. It was innocent galore, and then the next minute she's, you know, fucking Magneto. You know what I'm saying? Like, who is yeah. this person? I don't like it. I hate it. They don't know. Um, <laughs> I've always gotten the vibe <laughs> like that. That so when we started our trip into season three, one of the things I remember saying was like, I I want to see, I want to see your reactions to how they handle her. And the one thing that I do feel stands true is that they don't it's not trying to think the right way to say this because I enjoy the show but mm-hmm. I don't like you said they don't handle her the best way. Um she is essentially like Damien. She's like this Messiah figure. She can do anything. Mm-hmm. But it's done in such a way that um or the way they handle her, it's not interesting to me at times. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think those moments that are supposed to be effective, like you know what we're going to get to, um, mm-hmm. I don't care at because all. I don't. Yeah, I don't care because I don't. I'm feeling like it's not earned. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel that there's any potential conflict, mm-hmm. which apparently <laughs> is about to come when it comes to her. But 
there. Yeah, it's it's um it, it, see the the whole arc with her. It, well, I'll do I'll I'll dig into that a little bit because because that reminds me more of another show that we have spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, that we were you know we we mentioned in a past episode. So and it ties into her. So anyway, so um. So she's just very cavalier. So then the next scene is Tom and Jarvis, and um, Tom is at work, and she's she's giving him a case where there's this uh, businessman, and I can't remember exactly what he's doing. I think he's a corporate lawyer. He was mm-hmm. attacked by his son, and I actually it's, they don't reveal his son, but he was attacked at work. Uh, Jarvis is like, "Where's Diana?" And then the, the big thing from this is Diana comes in a little disheveled. She's holding mm-hmm. a bunch of like paperwork, like she's been doing some homework or research. Yeah. And so then they decide to go to they. The next scene is them going and talking to this guy. No, Chris, wait a minute. I want to talk about Tom because Tom yeah. really pissed me off. And so I've actually been a more of a fan of Tom this season yeah. than seasons before. Yeah. Um. And I know that this is like an altered timeline because of all the shit that happened last episode. Mm-hmm. Tom pissed me off arguing with Jarvis because he's like, oh, yeah, well, the guy's a lawyer. Maybe, you know, he got some people mad at him or whatever. And it's, it's like, and this is a very minor thing, but mm-hmm. this man is a 4400. So even if it is mm-hmm. somebody he did wrong in the past, yeah, Jarvis is still correct. He has more exposure because he is a 4400 who's a high-powered lawyer. We mm-hmm. still need to look into And that really set me off and i don't know if it's just because i'm not a big fan of tom or what but that little exchange where it's like nigga you came to work do what the fuck you <laughs> do your job pictures. you're not doing shit <laughs> like do what you tell so that really irked me i got over yeah. it pretty quickly but i was like even if this is an altered timeline where maya never existed the mm-hmm. rest of the 4400 did come back mm-hmm. nothing really should have changed yeah. by a lot, you know, so <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and that was actually one thing I, I didn't, we forgot to mention uh, the timeline is essentially the same mm-hmm. except Myelis you know, and I think that makes things a bit easier for them just to tell the story, you know what I'm saying because like me, I would have been in the writer's room like, we got hover cars was a guy <laughs> out there, and then I would have lost my job immediately <laughs> But um, yeah, because all these kids and they're like this. Now, there's one thing that does happen that that they mention. I'm just like, oh god, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Those kids did have an effect. So, anyways, yeah. Um, so, uh, so then they go and talk to this guy. His name is Christopher the Bob or the Bow, whatever. Dubois? Is that it? Yeah, the whatever. And he explains that it was actually his son. Who once again another? I, I don't want to say hissy fit, but like you gotta let my parents. My parents have been divorced. <laughs> I didn't go after yeah. my dad. and said, "Why did you get divorced?" The the son attacked the father, and the father Physically. was like, "He was like, yeah." Christopher was actually kind of he was embarrassed because um, he recommended that the you know his former wife or his ex wife mar- um, introduced him to uh, introduced her in a, you know to a dentist, and what he explained was that. He, his ability is is he's able to smell pheromones. So mm-hmm. whenever he smells that, he he said when he came back, he was just like, yeah, me and my wife weren't having problems, and it was because biologically speaking, they weren't clicking. You know, when mm-hmm. it goes to the mm-hmm. pheromone, you know, things. Yeah. So he said he went to the dentist's office. Dentist had the same pheromone smell as his wife, and he was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I'm matchmaker, and it yeah. makes it makes his life less compl- less complicated. Oh. So, <laughs> and then the son attacked him because apparently he caused his parents to get divorced. Um, 
I, you know, we've been talking about the use of these abilities. Yeah. And, and this one, I didn't really mind. And actually, I thought it's one of those things where, first of all, what? It, how is he going to save the future? But the second thing was, because <laughs> that's a weird-ass ability. But the mm -hmm. other thing is, I like that. I like the mundaneness of his mm -hmm. ability. You know, See? like. Yeah, what what were your what were your thoughts about our film? I was mad. I loved it. I mm -hmm. want like this is one of the instances where I wanted more. Like yeah. his storyline, I would have loved to have seen that because I my mind is now going all over the place. Like mm -hmm. though this is what two thousand maybe six ish mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm thinking like. Okay, does he get Brock and Michelle together? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. big picture stuff because I'm like, yeah, this is very minor, but he's also a high powered lawyer who mm -hmm. comes in contact with so many different people. So, right. you know, you help this woman get off from tax evasion, and then you smell, you know, the judge, and all of a sudden, like, I just, his story, forget all that extra imagination shit. His actual story of mm -hmm. smelling his wife on his, uh, uh, Dennis, Dentist, that to me yeah. was so interesting where mm -hmm. we maybe didn't need a full episode dedicated to that, but that would have been, for me, very interesting to see mm -hmm. um, because it's like, it's. I think that's a good job to do a time-displaced um, love triangle. Okay. Um, I don't yeah. know if you're, do you watch Manifest? No, we um we we actually got it queued up okay. to watch to start. Okay. Um, but think of like oh, okay. Well, just think about like Scott Summers and Jean Grey. Yeah. She at the bottom of Jamaica Bay, and then he get with Madeline Pryor. Yeah. It's it's one of those situations where right. it's like you intellectually you know what's right and wrong, but biologically mm. your innate power set makes you unable to even be with your wife to mm. the point where you can use that to your advantage, even with, you know, um, helping your son calm down. I went to a bar and I smelled my son on this mm -hmm. bartender. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's very interesting to me. So I don't know if it's the romantic part of me, the drama, messy part of me, but like, I no, wanted it's not that. messy. I mean, like, it, it was, a, I thought it was a nice, um, it was a nice addition to the episode, which was largely focused on Maya, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it definitely, it's one of those things that we would like to see fleshed out yeah. but you know but you know it's like we got to be happy like happy with right. what we got and <laughs> now but now if they had hadn't handled it in such they handled it in such a way that it got our it captured our interest so that absolutely, absolutely. that's a good that's a good thing so mm -hmm. the, the thing that comes out of the scene though is that diana is looking he looks at she looks at a picture of the guy and his son when he when mm -hmm. his son was 10 and she she said she She's like, you know, there, you know, is that your son? And um, I forget exactly what she says, but you can see they're very something. Happy. You're very happy together. Is that what mm -hmm. she says? It's yes. like they're very happy. Ten, that's, ten, that's a good age. They're yeah, very happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can see that between her setting that extra plate and this, that something is, you know, something is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they get into the car, uh, to to leave her and Tom, she starts crying, mm -hmm. and you know Tom is trying, you know, is asking her, you know, what's wrong, and she she says that she feels like she's lost something, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and once again, it just you know you can see that she's kind of going through it. Um, so after that, any thoughts on that? Or I loved it. I loved it. And yeah. again, I'm not mm -hmm. a Tom fan, but Tom and Diana make me 
a fan yep. of Tom. And mm-hmm. I like the way he handled her, though it was maybe because I'm not a woman, so I can't speak for this point of view, but him mm-hmm. calling her honey, are you okay? Being really soft with her. It yeah. didn't feel predatory, it didn't feel no. gross. Mm-hmm. It didn't it felt brotherly. Yeah. Um and I think that they've written Tom well enough that when he is showing affection to her, it doesn't it never makes me be like, oh he gonna cheat on Alana. Oh, I can't believe him. He nasty mm-hmm. like they he 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 feels very um well done in that mm-hmm. regard and I do appreciate that. And their relationship Though this is a different type of show, I always think um, Stabler and Benson. Yep. I always think SVU. Mm-hmm. And I like that she's falling apart. And now he is the more kind of in control, logical one. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, usually she is the science minded, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he is acting out of emotion. So I, I love that. I yeah. loved it. My, they are together, they are my favorite characters of the show. Mm, okay. Um, you know, and Richard, that. Richard, like the two of them, and then Richard. You know, mm-hmm. those are those are like my number ones when it comes to um, this this series, and mm-hmm. the, because of it's because of their partnership. It's the way yep. they, you know, in that they're written. Uh, it's it's something that's grown over time um, to a point where you get moments like this, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really which is really good. So. Um, after that, uh, we see Sean and Richard talking. Actually, it's not even a talk, it's an argument. Richard, um, Richard has no, Sean has gone to Richard to confess. Um, because I guess before Devon or, um, whatever her name is, you know, tells the the whole 4400 center, you know, Richard acts appropriately. I mean, he's like, he's getting loud, he's upset. Huh. Like, you know, stay, stay away from my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he straight up calls Sean like you're emotionally immature. To no, she's emotionally immature yeah. to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, this is over. And then Matthew comes in like, hey, 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 what, what's going on? Like I, in my <laughs> mind, he was sitting outside with a cup yes. to the door. It's messy, bitch. It's messy. Yeah, exactly. You said it best. I can't stand. I love it, but I can't stand that nigga. He, he is, that nigga yeah. is horrible. Mm-hmm. No, he is not the best. And then he's just like, hey, everybody outside yelling mm-hmm. world star, world star. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. Yeah. <laughs> And he and and <laughs> instead of telling them he was the one instigating this shit, um, mm-hmm. but he tells them to calm down. Everybody can hear the argument, and then uh, he says, "Oh, also, I agree with Richard. You need to stop yeah. having relations with this uh, woman who used to be like two years old, and you a was carrying ago. like a baby." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, any anything major? <laughs> I, I, my, my same. Uh, issue from last week still stands. I hate that Sean is acting as if just because you've acknowledged it that mm-hmm. everything is like that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with their relationship but if I'm taking myself out of the logical real world we live in and I'm putting myself in this 4400 world mm-hmm. I feel less angry because I reg- they're writing her so poorly but there's something to be said about this girl having all of this knowledge and being able to age herself up, but mm-hmm. I can't look past the sexual component because um, it's just weird to me. But mm-hmm. I, when she, when we ultimately get to a point where she like takes a stand for herself, 
I don't like it, but I am less I'm less upset as I was last episode. Okay. But I just I hate I hate Sean though altogether because it's like you. This is not a decision that you. This isn't a decision that you two should be making. Even mm-hmm. if you feel like deep down in your heart, this is a girl who you should be with. You still need to conference in her father, yeah, and a council of other people because this makes like how do we address this? It's one thing to heal people. It's one thing to see the future. It's one thing to smell pheromones. But you were a baby mere weeks ago. And I think a lot of the issue really comes down to the way in which they're handling Isabel. Because I feel like if you thought that you wanted her to be with Sean, ultimately, mm-hmm. and when you aged her up, there should have been certain things already in place that makes it more um, consistent. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it, and we've mentioned it before how in one scene she's this innocent two year old and then in the next mm-hmm. one she's fucking forty five like yeah. like having that not having it be a clear distinction is really what's bothering me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't like that we don't have a relationship with her and Richard. I don't feel like Thank we've you. gotten enough with them, and Thank so it's like yeah. okay, Richard, I get your anger and I'm on your side, but like at the same time. We don't like y'all wasn't feeding ducks together. Like it's a mm-hmm. when she's learning about life and herself, why in the fuck is she doing this with her father? Like, why isn't she learning about cause it cause and this is this is gonna be creepy, so bear with me. There could have been a conversation if she's so blank slate innocent mm-hmm. about all the shit she wanted to do and then even mention sex and then not necessarily say oh she wanna sleep with Richard, but then him talking to her like this is about sex. This is why having to be uncomfortable. Like, you know, this is um, what it is. You're older now, but your mind's not there. Like, there could have been some conversation around it. I don't know. I just, to make it as short as possible, I just don't like the way in which she's handled, and I don't mm-hmm. like the way in which her relationship with her father is handled. I don't like that at all. They're not I mean, doing a good job. There's no relationship to speak of between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, like you said, they haven't, they didn't give her any time with Lily. They didn't give her any time with Richard. Most of the screen time that she shared has been with Sean. These white men. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean one, with Sean. Yeah. The, and one of them is beating her and manipulating her. And the other one Sleep is with her, sleeping with her. So they're, um, the other thing that gets me is, this show premiered in 2003, and by this season, we're like 2005, I think 2005, 2006. And Dawson's Creek went off the air in 2003. I th- I feel that there was a this whole, there was this thing of trying to build a that type of teen soap opery relationship mm-hmm. between the two of them, like not even teen, but like early 20s, and it's like. No, this is not the same circumstances. You can't play this the same. You cannot play this the same as like Dawson running after. um, Yes. After I can't even remember the um Katie. Katie, Well, Katie Holmes, whatever her name was on the the character name. (laughs) Yeah, Bobby or some shit like that. But this is not the same circumstances. This was. This is a woman who weeks before was two years old, (laughs) who was one year old, or actually no two, and. And so now you're asking us, just because she's read some encyclopedias and she has super abilities for days, that it's okay to, it doesn't seem skeevy <laughs> to run this type of, to, to have this type of storyline going for her. 
So, yeah, yeah like I said, it's just this shit ain't working. And I, you know, I um, I, I feel that every thing has its place. So, you know, I'm never going to sit back and just outright just crap on Dawson's Creek. That's you know, that's a genre that just wasn't oh, yeah. for me. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, actually, now let me now, let me say this. There was a show called The OC, which I think was kind of in that same oh, vein. Oh God, and, I remember that. The reason I love the OC was because it was messy. But that first season, <laughs> that guy from the other side of the tracks went to the OC and was just knocking the fuck out of everybody. Yes. Every episode, <laughs> every episode, <laughs> it would just be like somebody. Yes. And I remember watching. I was like, "Oh, whose ass is he gonna beat today?" Um, but it was you know. So I can I can I can get down with those types of shows if it's mm -hmm. like if they're really well. And I think that Dawson's Creek for its time. Was um that that was one of those trend setting type of shows, yeah, you know, which was major. So anyway, so having elements of that in there wouldn't be a problem if they were doing it right. Um, is all I'm saying. So yeah. the next scene is we go back into the Alana escape, and <laughs> uh, they're getting ready to go on a fishing trip with Kyle. Um, I think they're pulling from a memory, um, from you know previous memory that uh, Tom had, and when mm -hmm. Tom goes to get something. Uh, he sees Maya on the steps, and we yep. can we can see her face now. Um, <laughs> and she says that. Um, and I said, if I don't say now is an appropriate reason for her to be spooky. Yeah. Um, and and Tom is sitting there trying to struggling to. She he's struggling to remember her, but he's she's saying and she's talking to him as if he should know who she is. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's kind of the big thing. So she makes her full appearance. Um, any any thoughts on that? Or uh, it was creepy as fuck. But yeah. I did like. I really liked Maya. I think yeah. every scene she, every scene she was in, she stole. Except for the swing one. But yeah. every scene that she was in, where she like had a bit of like focus, she mm -hmm. was the best part. That um, lighting was really good. Mm -hmm. um, just the way she was speaking, and then, and I'll say, and this is getting ahead, but this scene, and even the one when we get to like the courthouse, mm -hmm. I was like, "Who is this girl? Yep. Who is this? Is not mm -hmm. the same girl yeah. from the last two seasons." So I don't know. Like, the, I think yeah. because she wasn't playing the stressful, I'm full of all of these secrets yeah. that made her more enjoyable. You're gonna die tomorrow, right? <laughs> Like, also, can I have mac and cheese? No, exactly. girl, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that how I'm gonna die? Like, bitch, what? So I really enjoyed her, and I enjoyed this part. And mm -hmm. I, Alana, to me, is one of the best characters mm -hmm. that they have, and I don't think... I think they're doing better with her, mm -hmm. like, as far as um her power set and the things we see in this episode. But I'm like... There's so much you can do mm -hmm. that, that w with her that will allow you to bypass needing special effects, explaining why nobody is around. Like a yeah. lot of shit, it feels like her power saves you money, and I, I want more. Yeah, I want more. I mean, well, I mean that goes back to the episode when we were just like, um, I being was it being Tom Baldwin or being Tom yep. or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where she just knocks somebody upside the head with a vase instead of projecting. <laughs> The fiery <laughs> bowels of hell, or right. like a, a horrible situation, mm -hmm. you know, that they might have been in. Mm -hmm. Um, they it just it's, I, I think sometimes when you deal with an ensemble cast, uh, some characters just get lost in the mix, yeah. And, and I think that there are some shows that do better with that, 
mm-hmm. than others. And, you know, I always, my, my example always is Star Trek D Space Nine. Like, mm-hmm. if there was a character that you loved on there, uh, they got a few episodes of Shine Time, like, it, mm. it, or they had a really good story arcs. Um, and then movie wise, you look at something like The Avengers. Like, there's mm, no reason yeah. that that first movie should have worked as well as it did. But one of the reasons that it, it does is because everybody feels significant you yeah. know, to the movie. Maybe yeah. not Hawkeye. Anyways, but no, Hawkeye does. He feels, he, feels, he feels, I mean, his scenes maybe with Black Widow and then his introduction yeah. and whatever, but nobody ever feels wasted. So that's, you know, mm-hmm. I think sometimes with something like this, Alana, maybe, you know, a character like Alana, um, who isn't the main focus all the time, yeah, doesn't get that, but this was a good episode for her, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also how she was introduced. I mean, we haven't Absolutely. had a, we haven't had a uh, side character who joined the main cast. I mean, yeah. we'll talk outside of Doctor Burkoff, you know. Hey, and but the, he, yeah, yeah, and the way that they introduced her was in probably one of the better episodes, yes, the best episodes God. of the series. God, yeah. yes, yeah. So yes, it's just yes. you don't want to waste the talent, but um. So he's struggling to remember her. So then we jump to the next scene of Tom. Tom goes to um, Diana's apartment because mm-hmm. this is the second time. Now, you know, two times it's like, okay, let's let's try to see, figure this out. So, and I think Maya had mentioned something about Diana in there in her in that Alana escape that you know he was in. So mm-hmm. he goes to talk with her, and Diana says that she's remembering. Um, this little girl, but she's cutting out pictures of this little girl that she remembers as Maya, and mm-hmm. and you look at it across the across the room, and there are all these like I hate to put it like this, but it's like you know some type of obsessive yep. serial killer or stalker mm-hmm. is like I don't know. Look at <laughs> you look at an episode mm-hmm. of Criminal Minds, yes. and then they would do those like extreme like close ups and go, yes. and you would just see all these like <laughs> you know cut out pictures, and and then. When he mentions Maya, I think the name, mm-hmm. yep. she goes, that's when that, that's when she takes, you know, they go into the office, her, whether well, it's now her office, and she has turned this, one of her walls into kind of a, um, a shrine, shrine with all of these mm-hmm. different pictures. But then also um, she's, uh, she's put up the name Maya and I guess using the cutouts that she's, she's found. Which... That right there, that's the creepiest part to me. I I can mm-hmm. get past the girls' faces you've cut out and trying to mm-hmm. make make it, but like cutting out Maya's name, like a mm-hmm. serial killer I was, or a kidnapper. I was like, but you could have just wrote Maya on, like you could have, like you didn't have. <laughs> I mean, it I was, get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she um, I mean, I think the big thing is that they were trying to show that you know she's going through it in the oh, most yeah. like worst way possible, effective. but. Yeah, but it's just like, like you said, why not just go to Walmart, pick up a marker, and then like draw that shit <laughs> on the wall, and then be like, oh uh, man, there goes my security deposit. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, they can't have me write those episodes because I was like, shit, yo, security deposits. I can't, yeah, I can't do. I can't be that crazy. No, um, for real. <laughs> there, there are limits to my insanity when money is involved. Um, they were like once again another example why I would never be led into the writers' room. Oh uh, my god! Of the show, but uh, he's like she's security deposit ass. Um, oh my god! So they uh, <laughs> they start talking about times that maybe uh, they met her, you know, maybe in uh, at a you know at a barbecue for one of the intech officers. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever, but 
um, Tom mentioned, you know, that's when he, he has already mentioned the whole thing of like, well, we saw her in a couple of our, you know, the um, sex dreams. Sex, <laughs> yeah, in some of the little visions. I'm glad that he didn't tell her the context of the right. first time. Oh my God, yes. I hit your daughter. I wish that she would have been like, so what happened both times? I'm like, you know, I can't remember. You know, it's just like she's it's crazy. You know, when I come she out of these there. when I come out of these memories, I can't remember. Yeah. She's like, Are you sure I need details? He's yeah. like, nah, I'm good. Mm, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> oh but, uh, shit. So the next scene is Isabel and Richard. Um, Isabel is once again showing that she's leveled up 9,000. Um, she's playing the piano. And Richard is shocked because she's never played the piano. And she's like, yes, it's my first time. And um, I'm like, oh, that rascally Isabel. Um, right. And that's when they have a kind of a talk about uh, Richard is telling her, like, you can't be with Sean anymore or you know you can't be having sex and she's like very cavalier with um talking about the sex you know talking about yeah. the, the sex, sexual you know component mm -hmm. of their relationship and this made me want more one-on-one -on -one, more one-on-one -on -one opportunities for them which isn't about crazy shit yeah, um, I mean, like, I'm not saying that they need to sit down and talk about like Richard's like, this is my this is my favorite uh, spaghetti recipe. Let's talk yeah. about, you know, that type of shit. But I'm just like, every moment with them is heightened. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and it, it's like, you don't give you know these people just a chance to just be like, you know, you're my daughter. Yeah, I got to deal with the fact that you are now. I I essentially they didn't have a she he didn't get a chance to experience her childhood, and she mm -hmm. didn't get a chance to experience her childhood. So it's just mm -hmm. like every moment it seems like it's played for laughs, or it's also or it's played for something being very serious. And I, um, and I didn't like it. I mean, I, really? I don't like it. I mean, I, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? This is terrible. What they yeah. should have done, and I don't know what the budget is like, what the actors or whatever, but I would much rather see a blended family with her and Richard and Lily's first daughter and her first husband. I would like to see the four of them having to, because for me, it's like, okay, Lily's gone, but what comes out of that? Yeah. If these people, if these four people are forced to get together yeah. and to like in the memory of their deceased loved one, Mm -hmm. figure shit out so now um isabel can have a childhood through her older but younger teenage sister richard and this white man have to come to terms with that they both love this woman at separate times yeah. richard is time displaced it's like give me a scene where richard is talking about his parents to her she don't mm -hmm. even fuck about grandparents how do you go from learning about everything straight to sex right. like you ain't worried about your hair your heritage your lineage um, no, you know, no. and it, it like I just like even I can just see a scene with Lily's first husband talking to Isabel about Lily's parents, mm -hmm. and then Richard being sad because my parents died over a hundred years ago, and you know they have a bonding moment. It's like, like you said, everything is fucking balls to the walls, no. loony as shit when it comes exactly. to them. Like, yeah, God like, damn, you don't, you don't give us a chance to care about their relationship, and I um. I don't like it. Like I, you know, I just I, I've never <laughs> watching this series. I do. There was always something off when it came to yes how they handled this character. But it's just like having a chance to talk this stuff out on this podcast. I, I'm starting to like 
pinpoint why, you know, what is, what is up. So um, after that, we show um, Diana, Alana, and Tom about to go into these dreamscape. And uh, Diana's just like, well, take me to a place I'm familiar with where I actually remember her and Maya. So um, they go into the memory and this is like, this is, I'll go ahead and say it. This is my favorite part mm, of the episode. I'll just, I'm just want to say it. Um, they go to the, uh, the courthouse where, uh, what, season two, season one or season two? I think season one. Season two. Okay. Cause where yeah. it's the adoption scene and we see Alana and, um, and Diana standing in the hallway outside of the judge's office. And then mm-hmm. Maya pops her head out and says, Hey, come on, you know, um, you know, she and she she acknowledges Alana, like calling her her friend. So then mm-hmm. Diana goes into the office and it's the same judge. Mm-hmm. It's the Beep same judge. Yep. And that yep. dial and the dialogue is the same. Like they go through the process of her, she's about to, I mean, he um gives them her the paperwork and then Maya turns to her because there's a hesitation. Diana's um trying to figure things out. Yep. And then Maya's like, <clears throat> You still want to do this, right? And then Diana just goes ahead and uh, signs it. And then the line that he says is, um, I cannot remember. Um, anyways, he says, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, do you, you know by, by heart or do you remember? No, but it's something to the effect of um, most families split up and they find each other. You guys had to look over go time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like over time. And it's the same line. It's verbatim. It's from mm-hmm. that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so after that, that's when the memories start flooding back. Like she starts, like basically they show like a montage of all of Maya and Diana's mm-hmm. like classic moments. And she, and that's what, and it leads up to her remembering the kidnapping of Maya and the other kids. And so mm-hmm. when she comes out of it, <clears throat> she, she explains like, <laughs> she explains like everything. It's like this franticness. It, mm-hmm. it reminds me of like the last episode when she was shaking yeah. the fuck out of that kid. She yeah. was like, "Where the fuck is Maya? You know, what does a circle mean?" Um, and she like she she can do frantic well, uh, yeah, and I love it. Well. Um, but she um, and she tells him all of this, and Tom says, "There's something that he says," and she straight up responds like something like, "Nobody remembers these kids, and mm-hmm. you know they weren't forty four hundred. And she says, "I don't know, and I don't care." I got ah. a, he's like, I got a daughter. And then Tom's and she's like, You you believe me? And Tom was like, I don't remember her, but I'm I'm there for you. Like I, I believe that what you said happened. Mm-hmm. And in my notes I said Tom was a motherfucking G here. Like there was mm-hmm. no question about it. He didn't sit yeah. back and say, like, well, maybe you're just going through something. Like he's like, mm-hmm. no, it's like we're gonna handle this <laughs> because yeah. they know how manipulative the forty four hundred has been. To this yep. point, like they keep playing games. So, I what were you, what were your thoughts about it? No, I loved it, and I like the way that the the um, writers, the way they wrote his line, because it did feel like he was about to be like, "Bitch, I don't know." But the way that they kind of had him circled through, it's like he was processing it. Like, I don't remember this shit. This shit sounds weird. We got the forty four hundred, but shit, if you say this, what it is, this what it is, mm-hmm. and I'm with you. But the way that they crafted his his dialogue like mm-hmm. right after she asked him you do believe me don't you like yeah. it was a roundabout way but once he said that i was like okay yeah um like 
Yeah. We both seen this girl. That's enough. Even if mm-hmm. even if they hadn't, I feel like he still would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go get this invisible girl. Like, so, <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved that scene. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's like, let's ride. Um, like my mom says, let's ride, Claude. Um, <laughs> so um after that we have Richard and Daniel. Um is it Daniel? Yeah. So I call him I call this guy Gap Tooth all the time. Um because I don't like him. I don't, I don't like it's either. like I don't like in my mind until this episode, you have not shown me what your worth is. Yeah, all you do is sit on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. You know, like if they had a scene of him walking to somebody and say, you know, acting badass, you don't do anything except talk on the phone mm-hmm. and send people to die. Yeah, <laughs> like then get captured. I yeah. mean, he just he irritates me. Um, so Richard, that Daniel calls Richard, and in my mind, I'm like, how you fuck you gonna call Richard? You're in a band, yeah. Richard, yeah, like <laughs> Richard is Richard. R- Richard is Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Um, and and then at my notes, I said Richard Doctor's motherfucker out the next time you see him. But Please. um, he threatens Sean again and tells Richard that. If you don't show up at four o'clock at you know this this intersection mm-hmm. for a meeting that you're going to be brought to, then we're going after Sean, and and that's just like it's a weird request, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's but it's one of those things where I I feel that his character gets off on like power plays, yeah, you know. So I don't know what were you, what were your thoughts? I I didn't like this scene, but. Mm-hmm. It was really the show that I didn't like. I'm not even because mm-hmm. I, I don't like the the Dan guy with the gap. I don't like him at all. Yeah. But that scene and the the very next one where Sean is talk, um, where Richard is talking to Sean and Matthew. Matthew yeah. I didn't like any of it because it felt pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I don't. I get that the Nova Group is a threat. But I don't understand what type of threat. Like, because, okay, last time we saw one of y'all throw paint on Sean. Cool. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, we saw you motherfuckers turn a desert into a rainforest. (laughs) So, like, there's (laughs) such extremes that I don't don't understand what it is that I'm afraid of. I feel like the show hasn't done a good enough job at, like, maybe the background, maybe news reports or something, Mm -hmm. keeping the Nova group alive and terrifying enough. Mm-hmm. Um, that when we do get to talk to him and he's like, yeah, meet me or Sean's going down. It's like, so what? Like, what if Sean <laughs> dies? That's we still we can continue. The forty four hundred does right. not. He don't even heal people like he used to in the first couple seasons. So we like we don't fucking need him. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, it just. Um, I think they're just showing it's another threat outside of the major threat that they reveal at the beginning because at this point. I'm just being real. The Nova group are small potatoes compared to yes. what's about to come. So maybe in a couple episodes, we'll have somebody just like <laughs> calls the mass extinction of the group. The thing is, is like I don't mind the Nova group. I don't mind the idea of there being this, you know, actually terrorist group of 4400s. But you got to make me. It, I'm trying to think. You have to make me care about them. Yeah. And the only time I cared about them was yep. when TJ Kim. Mm-hmm. Was causing uh, like prison shifts and shit, you know, yeah. like prison stabbings, at, yeah. you know, at um, you know, Senate hearings and and the ne- so then after that we get D- Daniel and I'm just like okay, and then we get um, 
beanie guy, you know, who was, you know, switching, you know, you yeah. know, doing that whole thing. But I don't care. Like you haven't introduced a a charismatic, you know, figure right. or somebody that I could give, like, you know, or hate, you know. So anyways, yeah. but uh, so this means, yeah, like I said, this means nothing. Uh, but Sean is just very like. They just want you know they want your money. They want our money, and they're and they're not going to let us go. So, anyways, uh, so Richard is trying to make a decision about whether he's going to meet him at four o'clock. Uh, next scene is Dan- Diana and Tom trying to convince Jarvis that these kids exist. And um, one of the things that they reveal is that they've talked to the families of these uh, children, and the families are suffering. They're going through the same thing. They're going through the um, like remembering these children, you know, these mm-hmm. like displaced memories or whatever. So it's not an isolated thing. Um, and the thing I love is that Jarvis is like, uh, that's not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So you just completely what your two top agents have told you. Um, and she was just like, I can't commit the entire intact. And I was just like, but you give what out. Have you, you ever give done out. that? Exactly, but you give out fucking windbreakers every time some shit happens or whatever. But I you can't. mean, <laughs> but oh my god, yeah. And it's yeah. like so then Tyler, um, and so what we find out, Marco comes in because one thing we always got to remember is that there is a science um, branch within the within yep. intact. So Marco comes in with the answers, and what he explains is that all of the children that or what he confirms is that all of the children have been sent back further into the past uh mm-hmm. abducted and then sent back to these different times um and he the first guy he remembers is uh tyler who was sent uh into the i can't remember but he creates a synthetic petroleum which mm-hmm. um he says made it possible for you to get to you know get to um work today which is a ma- i guess major achievement and then Lindsay Hammond, the one uh, with we never really understood, figured out what her abilities are. Um, now that I, now that I you know, think about it, but um, she was sent back and um, excuse me for a second, uh, helped mm-hmm. to launch uh, lunar lunar colonies. Mm-hmm. So think about think about this by their by that time in like two thousand four two thousand five, they have lunar colonies on. I guess on the moon. So that means that there have been some, you know, strides made with the work that they're doing. But then we hear about Maya and Diana's like, Hey, what'd you hear about? What'd you, what about oh, Maya? And, and Marco's like, um, well, she was, uh, I found a, in, I found a diary entry. She, uh, when she was 25 on the Oregon trail and she's like, yeah, okay. What did she do? Did she create something major? And he was like, nah, she died of smallpox in 1847. Which was, I was like, bro, God. That was dirty. That was dirty. That was rough. Yeah. That, yeah, that's dirty. I don't know, man. I, um, I did like this. Um, I will say Jarvis reminds me a lot of Carrie from King of Queens. I do not know why. I don't know if this woman is from New Jersey or not, but she gives me that same energy. Like, what the fuck y'all want? Um, I like this scene. Yeah, she like that's her all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, do this shit. Get out the fuck out of my way. Let's get this shit done. Um, and I like Marco. I just feel like where the sh- and again, I may be asking for a lot for a show mm-hmm. from the early two thousands. Um, that was that's before streaming, but. Yeah. 
for these things that the kids did are responsible for, I feel like it should have been more mention of that up front. If it mm-hmm. was like, you know, oh, no car broke down, or even in the little like fantasy thing, like, oh, good thing we don't need that XYZ petroleum in here, mm-hmm. or like the lunar colonies, that's kind of big to like not mention that at all. Like, even as like a one off comment in the episode, I was like, that's a big deal. That's sh- that because yeah. th- that would change the way in which this world on Earth looks if we have mm-hmm. lunar colonies because scientific advances have been made. So, like, yeah, that you is, know, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Where because right now, outside of the, these two mentions, uh, their world is essentially the same as ours. So, right. it would have been, yeah, and it would have been nice. I mean, if they could have, you know, tossed in a, a line of dialogue or two. Uh, to mention the effects that these kids have actually had um, mm-hmm. on our world. Uh, one of those things, though, is just like, you know, time constraints and then yeah. where where to fit a scene like that where it sounds natural. You know, so that that's kind of what I and then and for me, I, I, I liked you know, the brief mention, but it got dark as hell when they said oh, Maya, God, just, yes. <laughs> Maya oh. just died of smallpox. So, but see, um, I thought they were going to do more with that because she had a, jur- a diary, a journal. That's what she has now. So I was right. like, do they not have predictions of stuff? Even little things. Like, mm-hmm. did she predict the lunar colonies? Did she predict the petroleum? <laughs> like, d- don't just write her off of smallpox. Like, come on. No, they just let her go. They just... Um, it didn't work out for for alternate Man. for the variant Maya. Um, right, right. <laughs> so after that, we saw Sean and Isabel. Sean is trying to break up with her, um, and it um, Isabel once again goes back and forth between acting like a child to acting very full, you know, in control of. Yeah, she would to not acting like a child, and mm-hmm. you know, Sean's like, you know, we can't do this, and she's like, no, we are, mm-hmm. and, and and when she when she makes the decision, when she makes that statement that they aren't going to break up, and then she just walks away, and then after this like awkward kiss where he backs off of it, um, I think that's when she says, no, we're going to stay together, and then she walks away. You hear thunder. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Okay, so that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, what really pissed me off is that she's so intellectual, she's so smart. Mm -hmm. But when he says out his mouth, I took advantage of you, does she not understand what like like she's like, Oh no, you didn't, I love you, or whatever. But like, does her as a character not understand like if you can understand sex and moon and solar system, Mm -hmm. how that shit work, you have to grasp the concept of um of taking advantage of someone and someone having more power and using that to manipulate someone who has less power. Like that's the thing that's really pissing me off. It's one thing to want what you want. Mm-hmm. And she like, well, shit, we already ended. I want you, but there's a whole nother thing to treat her like an adult and a child at the same time. She like, he taught her good, good and bad and whatever else. Why is that not sticking? Why are you, I don't know. I don't care. I don't like her. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's very, it's very selective, you know, mm-hmm. as far as her vibe. Um, when she acts, how she's going to act with the scene, like there's no mm-hmm. consistency. I mean, At I can all. understand if we like saw some like a progression from her being, you know, more child childlike to getting gaining more. Mm-hmm. 
over facilities, you know, just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is that. But they, they do this weird thing. And now what we add to the mix is that she's creepy. She is, um, and she's just an ass, you know, mm-hmm. she just, and she doesn't ask for no apparent reason to mm-hmm. people, uh, namely Richard, who haven't really given her a reason to act the way that she <coughs> eventually acts. So, we'll, and we're going to get to that. Um, so, the next scene is Diana, Tom, and Alana. Um, Tom and Alana are at the house, at their house. Diana shows up um, in, in the rain and mm-hmm. just says, I got to see my daughter again, you know, even if mm-hmm. it's just to say goodbye. Yeah. So she goes into this memory scape um, to see her. And Diana goes back to a memory of when her and Maya were having breakfast. Um and then, so Tom goes into the other room to get some coffee for the two of them while they're doing the thing. And when he comes back, uh, both of them are laid out on the ground, and Alana's like <laughs> bleeding from the nose. And what Alana explains is that, and and, and this is one of those weird scenes because it, it wasn't a lot of time that passed. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, when Alana got in there, she said, "I got shit to do." Say yeah. hi to Maya. And, get, and <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I would be upset if I was Diana too, because yeah. y'all just got in there mm-hmm. and Alana's like, and what for whatever reason, Alana tried to come out and bring Diana with her. And Diana just st- stayed staying in there. And mm-hmm. now she's in like this. The suggestion is, is that she is unconscious or she's she's still in the memory scape uh, mm-hmm. with because she didn't want to, you know, come back. Yeah. Um so, so my biggest thing that I took from this is this is another them delving more into the lore of Alana's abilities, which yeah. I actually enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. It shows that there can be a a side effect, you know, if you don't come out when Alana tells you to. And yeah. also, Alana is the most impatient woman on the face of the earth because <laughs> they were literally in there like 10 minutes. Yes. And, and that's not enough time, unless like time passes. And they have suggested that well, time does pass. Yeah. yeah, they actually did. So maybe for her, not to, you know, for in her defense, she was like, okay, we spent like maybe a couple of hours yeah. already. It's time to go rather than five minutes that we saw yeah. <laughs> where they fell out. So what were your thoughts about this? I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. every piece of it. And, and, and this is something that I think only helped the show. Cause you'll mm-hmm. get, let's say you'll get a scene where like, I don't know, Captain America is fighting Red Skull and he just beats the fuck out of Red Skull and he mm-hmm. beats the fuck out of everybody. And then it's like, but then where's the threat? Like, there's the threat. If you're so powerful, you can whoop everybody's ass. With yeah. this, I think they did a good job of showing, because we know how powerful Alana is, the fact that Diana was able to stay there, she's that determined. So mm-hmm. it, to me, it didn't take away from Alana's power. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it more so put Diana on a pedestal because as a mother looking for her child, and again, if family is what you make it, but this isn't even her biological child. Right, and she's right. willing to kick a bitch out her own mind yeah. to stay with her daughter. I love that. I love this scene. Mm-hmm. I even, you know, was good with the whole exposition. Oh, she, she didn't want to let go. I, mm-hmm. I jumped out and she was like, I liked all of that. Because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want my goddamn daughter back. So I loved it. Yeah, their relationship has always been awesome to me. You know, the mm-hmm. you know her adopting Maya and bringing her mm-hmm. into her life, and then um, when before, like she, I mean, I think I don't know if she mentions this, but she just she's she's 
she ain't got no kids. She yeah. lives by herself. I mean, mm -hmm. she's chilling. So, like, to just kind of open her up her home, you know, to this displaced girl, I thought was always a pretty awesome mm -hmm. storyline. And to me, it's it's one of the best, you know, through like, story, you know, ongoing storylines in the series. So, mm -hmm. um, I agree. So after that, we show. So Dan is at the hospital now, and Tom and Lana are speaking. Why are you laughing? Because this is so fucking silly. Like Diana is fucking stubborn. Yeah, she like. So, yeah, because like in the, in the, so when they call nine one one, I wonder just how that how that whole thing worked. Because Yo, you have her. Yeah. So at this point, so like they transplant, you know, transporting her to the hospital, mm -hmm. and then they asked Tom, like, what happened? And I was like, um, some forty four hundred shit. Don't have to say nothing else. <laughs> and they just like they just took her to the hospital. But yeah. um, yeah, she's stuck in the coma, not in a coma. But the doctor explains that her her brain activity, her breathing, um, blood pressure are heightened mm -hmm. um, because of the state that she's in, and she might die as a result. Yeah. So Tom and Alana uh, agree that Tom needs. They they was like we got to go and talk to her. So they go inside. Um, they go back and Diana's at the park, um, mm -hmm. chilling with um, Maya, pushing her back on the swing, back and forth on the swing, and and they explain to her like you know you're close to death. And then Diana's like, well, ha ha he, he trying to make jokes. <laughs> it's just like God. She's just like she starts making. She starts making light of the situation. Yeah. And um, and she's like, well, and you know, when she gets serious, what she does explain is that time is different. So so two weeks, she's like, what do I have? Like two weeks, three months, you know, that mm -hmm. could be a lifetime in here. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, it is her decision, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. I you know, I'm I'm all for people live your best life, but um yeah. This is a weird ass situation, and when she puts it like that, I'm just like, "Yep, Damn. I was with her. Yeah, I was I with mean, her. I was like, shit, let her die. I mean, yeah. shit." But um, and she's but, but this is after she makes those jokes, and I was just like, "Man, right. I need I need to meet this actress because she was uh <laughs> she was killing it." Um, crazy ass. But um. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to this? Or I, I, Diana is a fucking weirdo, <laughs> but I mean, but I'm with her though. I think because that was essentially assisted suicide. But the only yeah. difference being, you know for sure that she is okay. Yeah, like you know that she's in a space. It's one thing for somebody to be in a coma. You're like, oh, I hope you can hear me. I love you. We want you to pull through. No, yeah. this motherfucker, you know she's fine. So like, yeah. I, I know we don't want to lose her, but like, what's the harm? Yeah, I mean, and, and if this had been an episode where they did lose her, I would have been like, you know what? Yeah. I can't. I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I keep going back to this in our earlier episodes. I'm watching Stargate um, Atlantis or like mm -hmm. the first time watching that. Uh -huh. And they've had a couple of characters that the character deaths on there, which just came out of left field, uh -huh. you know, which were really <laughs> and it and really. They didn't seem earned, you know. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you know, it just seemed like it was for shock value. Maybe like one out of the two that I'm thinking about, one seemed, yeah, it, it just seemed worthless. So this yeah. one, if this had been her, it had been it. Then I would have yeah. been like, okay, absolutely. Yeah, let's just, let's mm -hmm. just go on. Um, so after that, we show Richard sure. and Sneaky Matthew uh, mm -hmm. talking. Um, they're. 
I think Matthew was asking, is, you know, talking to him about four o'clock and, yep. you know, what is he going to do? And Richard's still thinking about it. So then Richard walks down the hallway and says, and Isabel walks by, you know, wearing the baddest bad outfit in Canada. Uh, yeah, like it, <laughs> it looked like she just got dressed up in like the baddest outfit for this scene, for yeah. this one scene. And then mm -hmm. he's like, hey, Isabel. Isabel just keeps walking. So in my in Robert's reality, if I say hi to you and you hear me, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. You know, yeah. just keep moving. Uh or parent, or maybe they were in their head, but he <laughs> that's the dad. So he says it again. And she turns around and you know, and they're in the hallway. It's a weird scene because yes. like apparently everybody at the 4400 is in this damn hallway. Yeah. You know, talking on like big ass head, like one of these guys had a headset on. That looked like he was controlling air traffic, which I assume mm -hmm. was like um, a phone or a headset for security and a TV. And mm -hmm. Exactly, and it's a there's a bunch of people. She turns around and she's just like, um, you know, you sh don't come between me and Sean, otherwise I'm gonna do something. And then Richard's like, "What you gonna do?" No, he doesn't say that, but Richard's like, you know, <laughs> let's not talk. You know, talk about whatever. He's trying to be, you know, um, an adult. An adult. In the scene, and then she's she's like, she does something to his chest or she, his heart. She, what she does is she takes a, a sharp, quick breath, which I'm assuming pulls the air out of his lungs or something. God, and wow. I was like, yeah, and it just it doesn't. I didn't care. He's like, this is your dad. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't like it wasn't me. It wasn't me yelling at the screen saying like, this is your dad. But uh, I see, the, I see the path that you're going down because uh, this, you feel that this is the right thing to do. I'm like, this is your dad, and this doesn't feel earned. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Like you are being a dick to a guy who has not given you a reason to be a, like an asshole to him. Mm -hmm. Like if Richard had come out seeing, like if she, if he had come just being been an ass from from jump, I'd be like, okay, mm -hmm. I get it, but. They have done so horribly with her development mm -hmm. that this just seemed spiteful, vindictive. Yeah, and it was. Just, yeah, and and just and then the whole time, Matthews, nobody runs up to help Richard. No Matthew, one. Matthew's standing behind him, like smirking almost. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a weird. It's weird how it plays out because he falls to the ground, and it doesn't even seem like Matthew has any concern on his face at all. He's just like emotionless but it's not emotionless in the way that he's he's like a uh, creepy psychopath i don't think he knew that the scene was happening oh, <laughs> oh i don't think like somebody said action and he was like wait right now okay um <laughs> it was just weird how it played out so it just didn't once again it didn't have that heft for me um yeah. what about what about for you I hated it, and I, I really, I hated this scene, and I really hated it because, Richard, you have powers as well. Like, I would have thrown her into a wall. Like, there's mm -hmm. no way I'm going to let you in my life, even if you're my child. Like, I have abilities. Mm -hmm. And the fact that these pointless, wasteful-ass 4,400 staff members did nothing, it's like, what the fuck are you here for? Right. Why are y'all here? Um, the thing that really set me off is that Isabel was not going to stop until she saw Matthew smirk at her. 
Yeah. So my thing is, you're more concerned about this man manipulating you than you are about the safety and well-being of your father. Like you didn't stop because you're like, oh shit, this is my dad. I'm 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 out of control. Maybe if I'm if he's right about this, maybe he's right about me and Sean. You're just more concerned about this this white man who was like abusive to you, but you got your power back and yeah. like his. I, I don't know. I was like, what? Who the fuck is this for? Like what? This scene. Mm-hmm. When she bent down and he held on to her, I'm thinking like, okay, a parent would want their child to just be okay. But Richard should have pushed her away from him. Yeah. Richard should. I would not have written it this way because if I'm gonna write it this way, then we both need to be using our powers to whoop each other's ass, and then we collapse together and we hug it out. But you just tried to end his life. Yeah. I lost my wife. And my wife became an old woman so that you could become an adult. And now you doing, I don't know, man. Fuck Isabel and fuck these writers. Yeah. I just, I, I always feel that they dropped the ball when it came to her. Um, sure did. Yeah. yeah. So, same after that is um, Tom at Diana's uh, bedside. And he, he explains that he is going to try something. Uh, to see if he can change, um, you know, change. Oh, Lord. And, and one of the things he mentions, though, is that it's when one, it's been one sacrifice after another. And I like that because it, it shows that he's kind of fed up with what the status quo is. You know, just like he, he's lost his son, you know, to this thing. And now he, mm-hmm. she's lost her uh, daughter. And it's all at the expense of them trying to save the future and it's just like you know why do we it's just one of those things like why do we have to keep sacrificing for this to you know for this to happen you know for this miraculous future mm. to, to go down what, what are your thoughts <laughs> I, my thoughts on this scene i don't care i thought everything was okay. good it's the scene after where i'm just okay like... so we'll so we'll get to that so the next scene is like he decides to kill himself because we've established at least in the first season that he is very key and essential to the upcoming to, you know, to the 4,400 completing their mission. Uh, he's yeah. already, they've, they've given him, they've bestowed on him this level of importance, you know, when it comes to the series. So he's just like, well, shit, if I'm so important, um, he feels that this is the only way that he's going to be able to get their attention to talk to them. And, mm-hmm. and what was crazy to me, it was just like, this thing's very elaborate. Why don't you just like pull a gun to your head? I mean, <laughs> something like, like to lynch yourself. Ooh. Exactly. I was like, yo, okay. this is, a bit much because it takes a lot of time for you to have to tie that rope. <laughs> and what if you didn't tie it tight enough? Like, what if exactly. it just slipped? Uh, and where was Alana? She was just like, "Oh, sure, husband." <laughs> like, no, it's, this is a good plan. But yeah. um, now he tries to kill himself, and what happens is he's taken to um, the future, and um, he's in that one room, you know, from way back when when he was in the mindscape or dreamscape with Alana, mm-hmm. and where the kids are. Then he starts talking to, he eventually starts talking to Sarah, and he um, he demands that the kids be brought back. And so this is where we get um, the big explanation, because he basically says, I'm done. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. y'all are manipulating us, and it's not really helping things at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Sarah admit, explains is she confesses that they did take the children and seed them back further into the past, with the hope that they would be able to bring about the changes that are needed. But what she explains, and this is something we talked about in the past um, podcast, is that 
everybody ain't on the same page in the future. Yeah. Um, and there's a faction or there's a group that feels that they can actually benefit from the chaos if things are unchanged mm-hmm. in the future. So, and they have actually gone ahead and sent forward, sent backwards, and she describes it as an evil um, into the, I call, I call it the main timeline. So, mm. and so in order to battle against that, um, the changes that this evil force um, was, was supposed to bring about, they thought that by sending the children further back that it was going to help out. And she says straight up, like, it. I don't know if she says that it doesn't work, but uh, that it hasn't worked. But she, she does explain that if Tom changes that, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to go another route because she's like, this this force has to be dealt with. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. She was like, we went to, we, we, we did the extraordinary, uh, we went to the extraordinary measures mm-hmm. because the quote unquote bad guys are just like, you know, if I can let the world burn, we'll be all yeah. right. Um, we'll have a barbecue. So, <laughs> and so what she tells them is like, Tom, you're going to be the other way. Like if you take, if you, if we bring back these children, cause she was like, we did everything to in our power so everybody could forget about them, mm-hmm. which would have made everything easier. Um, She's like, you have to be the other way. And he takes that on because he's like, well, you've already, I think in his mind, he's like, you've already said that I'm supposed to play a part. So mm-hmm. why not? Let's just up the ante. And and that's basically what she what she does. Um, sends them back to the present. And then he finds that he goes into that house and finds the, um, the kids. But before that, he finds an envelope, which is addressed to him. So what, what were your thoughts about the... I, I did not care about none of it. I didn't care um, <laughs> because they haven't done a good job with this. Like him jumping off that bridge. I was like, what the fuck? This is, I understand that he's like this big piece of the puzzle. Right. But if Maya is one of the all powerful new mutants that you have taken back to the past, mm-hmm. why is Diana's life not just as important as Tom's? Yeah. When when Diana is is cultivating um if that's the right word, she is nurturing one of the most powerful beings mm-hmm. who you have. So why is Diana not just as important? And with Tom being important, I'm still fine with that, but we ain't seen Kyle in 600 oh. days. What mm-hmm. like he, so for me it's like it's the exact opposite where Diana is an active participant in the life of the person who you deem so important that you send them further back in the past. Mm-hmm. And Tom is the father of the person who was like so powerful as well, but this nigga is hands off all day long. Then you pair him up with Alana, which is all fine. I just, it feels haphazard to me yeah. um, because I was like, well, why didn't they show up when Diana remembered? Like that should have been, the mm-hmm. thing where it's like, okay, Diana, I know you remember, but this is what we need. Like, I don't, I, I get that he's important, but it doesn't feel like it because it feels like we're just doing a procedural every week. Something happens. Yeah. And well, hmm? no, no, keep, keep going. Keep saying what you're no, saying. No, that's essentially it. Like once they have the conversation, mm-hmm. I get it. And it does make me like the stakes feel real. Cause it's like, yeah, y'all love these kids, but look at the, all the strides they made by going mm-hmm. further back in the past. We're combating a new evil. But my thing is, if you have two options, which is the five new mutants versus Tom, why not? What? Well, yeah, like one yeah. sacrifice and one for the needs of for the greater of many, or however mm-hmm. that should go. That's like that would make more sense. 
And then you have him with Alana. So, like, he can always be here in the mind. Like, what was the Mm -hmm. point of putting them together if you're not going to utilize him? Yeah. I mean, it seems like now they, you know, this was their plan C. <laughs> ah. um, this is their plan C. Plan A was to send all 4,400 back. They're like, this This obviously ain't working out because this world is burning around us. Huh. Um, second option was to take these five kids, and we didn't even find out what happened to the Wonder Twins, mm-hmm. um, you know, what their effect was. And then plan C is what Tom has to do. The only thing I can say or, or how, you know, just respond with is there, it seems like they're being haphazard because their hands are being forced. Um, and, but even then it seems like the only reason they did the thing with the five kids was because of this, this evil, you know, force of this, like, or whatever, you know, the bad, the bad people from the future yeah. sent, sent to the past. So anyway, so I don't know. That's the big explanation. We see the future people again. The kids are back. Um, we show Richard and um, Daniel, actually, no, uh, Richard decides not to go to the meeting. Daniel mm-hmm. calls Richard and or does he call him? No, he calls somebody no, no, calls no. Daniel. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. calls Daniel. He's like, did he show up? And then they're like, no. He's like, okay, well, you know, time to take it up a notch or whatever he says. Um, and then we see Sean just losing it. And we mm-hmm. finally we finally get an idea of what Daniel's abilities are. And I I kind of liked it, but it's just one of those things where he's just he he's creating, he's he's I'm trying to think. He's driving Sean crazy with a bunch mm-hmm. of like voices in yeah. his head, and Sean is tearing up his room trying to find a like a hidden radio, and then he pulls out a um a box cutter. It looked like because I guess he was cutting boxes from Amazon, uh. and, um, and then just slices up his arm, starts to slice up his arm. Um, so I don't know what about that reveal. I mean, did you? I mean, it, was it anything or what? Um, it was dumb. It <laughs> feels like, and I think I am impressing on this show more than it was supposed to. Um, fuck Daniel, this is stupid. But the scene with Sean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Conversation, which is the prequel to Enemy of the State, it feels mm-hmm. very much like that last scene in the conversation, which is so. It's excellent. I love okay. that aspect. I even like that Sean is like pretty much being driven mad. Yeah, yeah. What I don't like is Daniel. I feel like this show, again, did not, because it feels like with this 4400 show, I can forgive you for season one, even parts of season two. But once you saw what was going on and you knew there was going to be this big evil and whatever, it feels like they're trying to make a lot of the storylines converge and they're doing mm-hmm. a good job on some parts. But mm-hmm. like this, I feel like for this to be the reveal that that's Daniel's power, it's like, cool, mm-hmm. but you should have done this already. That would have motivated. Like, cause So this is happening. If I'm Richard and I walk in to see this, I don't automatically think, Oh, Daniel must have did this. I'm like, what the right. fuck is wrong with you, Sean? Like, I don't, I'm not able to attribute this to you. I don't mm. know what's going to happen in the next episode, but I just feel like this was 
doing a show like this, I feel like you have to start with the powers mm-hmm. and with a story, then add powers to it, and then assign the powers to different characters and make a full show. Because this felt like, nigga, if you could do this all this time, why didn't you do this to TK? Like, why did why did you like why didn't you do this before? Why couldn't you just post other... up outside the jail and just do it yourself? I mean, um, why not do what was it, Wonder Woman eighty four, and broadcast it to the whole world and make everybody go? <laughs> like, it was just it. I yeah. I liked it for what it was because mm-hmm. I, I get I get what I'm, I'm managing my expectations as a fan. But like, bruh, yeah. what? And why Sean? Like, let's say you do have Sean kill himself. Okay, so you still don't have the money from us. Like, what? Do you, what's <laughs> next? Are you going to keep killing off forty four hundred center yeah. people? I don't know. It just seemed um, it did seem pretty petty. Uh, mm-hmm. For him to do that, and and one of the things that let me see, I want to, I really want to wait until like the last season to see if there was any like interconnectedness that was going on, because mm-hmm. right now it just seems a little haphazard with because yeah. we have no idea of how the abilities are supposed to. Now you remember the ripple effect? Mm-hmm. The first yeah, season, like, yeah, I remember that. They, they don't talk about the ripple effect no more. You know, so it's just like, how are these people's abilities or the events that they cause supposed to have an effect on the future? You know, right now, if we, so that's just one of those things that, um, like I said, I love the show, but sometimes I, I do feel that I, I'm missing the wider picture, mm-hmm. you know, the grander, the larger picture. Um, so, you know, um, Sean is nothing up. Um, and we cut over to Maya and Diana. Uh, Maya is actually in, so Diana, Diana, um, is still in her head apparently, and Maya is in her bed. So Diana comes in, and Maya's like, I want to give you something. She's like, Close your eyes. And then she, we cut out to Maya standing by Diana's um, bedside at the hospital and she tells her to wake up or open her eyes and then Diana opens her eyes and then we have the big um, reunion with the two of them mm-hmm. so Tom, Tom is there he walks out and he opens up the um, envelope and it um, inside there's a um, it looks like Matthew packed this but it's a uh, <laughs> Going <laughs> back to the, you know a couple episodes ago, yes. But um, he um, it's a syringe with a liquid in it, and then there's one letter. It's a small letter, and then it says "Kill Isabel." <laughs> and um, yeah. and and then they do that weird sound like chow, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the end of the episode. So yeah. Tom Baldwin has to kill Isabel in order for things to go right with the future. So. I don't know, man. I think this episode, I think it should have went one, two, gone part one, being Mm -hmm. Tom Baldwin, and then this episode. Because I feel like we didn't get enough space away from Maya. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think they did a good job with the two episodes. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like that being Tom Baldwin episode, had it have come right before this one, would have maybe felt a bit better would have made the we would have had a whole episode away from Maya where you're like damn she really Mm -hmm. gone huh and so I I don't know I just think that would have been a better order of things I'm okay with him killing Isabel because like I don't care whatever like they don't know what they're doing (laughs) with her I know he's not going to but like 
do I then assume that Isabel is the big evil that's coming? You know, um, that's the suggestion. And then, like, you have to you have to have the discussion about making this woman of color <laughs> the most evil person on the hey, face of the, the, the Antichrist, the bringer the of all evil. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's. That's some bullshit. Cause and I, I go back to why even kill Lily then? Like I don't understand. And I wasn't like a big huge Lily stand, but like why kill her? <laughs> what was the fucking point? Like yeah. I, I don't you, get it. You had that Lily t-shirt. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm gonna uh, get one now. Justice for Lily. Yeah, but, it just um it, it's weird because um when I saw that, I was just like, okay, <laughs> that's this is where we're going. Like, Jordan still ain't back. Matthew uh, is being um, conniving. Uh, Nova is being Nova. Dennis Ryland is still out there. So you have a bunch of different things that are going on. I will say, and I, I, I actually, I think your idea about changing the order of the episodes around would have been great because as far as I remember... Maya doesn't really make much of an appearance in that episode. And if she um, did, cut them fucking scenes. Yeah, just cut it out. And that, and then you could still drop the little tidbits of Diana remembering her, but it's not mm -hmm. enough that it it's... more. Yeah, it's like, but it's not like the... You still have the main storyline about, yep. you know, Tom and, and all that, and then you can drop little breadcrumbs about how that world has been changed mm -hmm. uh, instead of just giving that those quick little mm -hmm. asides it would yep. children. Yeah, it so you gave have, us a full episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you would have had, and then you still could have gone. You still could have called it "Gone Part One," mm -hmm, and then yeah. you'll be on Tom Baldwin, and then "Gone Part Two. Yeah. So that would have given the, you know, and that was still you still keep to your episode commitment, but just story wise, mm -hmm. you're just dropping little elements in there that let you know that this reality has been changed. Yeah. Um, yes. God. Yes. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that. I mean, you know, it's one of those kind of big what ifs, but you know, it is what it is. Um. So, um, they could have, man, bro, they could have did so, yep. like, they could have put a black man and had him be Tom. Like, the, the shit was altered so much mm -hmm. that now Diana is a Hispanic woman. Uh, Ryland is a, I don't know, a, a person in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marco is now a six foot eight white man. Like, they, there's so much you could have played with yeah. about this world being different or even. 20, 2006, everybody's just wearing green jackets, and there's no explanation. <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying like it could be like fashion has evolved yeah. in a different way, where now yeah. America has a green stripe on the flag. I, I, it's just yep. so much that could have been done. Missed opportunities. I mean, like I said, it just um, you know, if they do adapt some of these story elements for the new for the reboot, maybe we'll get that. You know, maybe mm -hmm. maybe we'll get that. Um, but I mean, I it just it's like I said, it's, it's unfortunate. It's funny because um, I'm trying to think. I'll I'll have to come back to it. But I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to think about TV shows that or movies that have dealt with that whole um, alter timeline, mm -hmm. you know, setup, and how long they ran with it. Was it for like one or two episodes or yeah? Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I I'll if I can if I can remember some, I'll I'll let you know. But um, as far as wrapping this up, we got our – what was your – I think we, we both agreed what the, our favorite moment was. Yep. You know, That's still my episode. favorite moment. Well, yeah. 
Did you have another? I mean, if you have another one. Well, yeah. Well, the other one would only really be that first time that they came out of the dream after seeing mm-hmm. Maya, just because it, it felt so much like WandaVision to me. Yeah. So I just, I yeah. love seeing that physical acting, knowing like this ain't a big budget show. So you got to yeah. rely on stuff like that. So that's another element of this season that I've thoroughly enjoyed is the physical acting. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what was your least favorite moment? <laughs> um shit, all of it. No. Um <laughs> you said you uh, liked it, man. <laughs> no, I did. I did. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um least favorite. Oh man, it was something. Yeah, you know, man, I don't want to say I don't have one. Um shit. It's kind of hard. Um because I really did enjoy this episode. Like out of all the shit that happened that could have been done differently or whatnot. I still mm-hmm. think they pulled off a really good, a really good episode. Um, maybe that Isabel scene. Yeah. Her choking or taking the life out of Richard. It was just like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, what is the motivation? What are you dressed mm-hmm. like? Why are all these people just standing around? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like they all needed to be fired. Cause what's the point? <laughs> why are y'all here? Oh, why is you here? So yeah, mm-hmm. that trying to, Kill your daddy scene, terrible. Morgan, um, hated it. I think um, her. You uh, <laughs> keep on Isabel. Her scene with <laughs> um, with Sean when they were breaking up, when they <sighs> were trying to make her like um, now this you know creepy stalky uh, ex uh, girlfriend you know, type mm-hmm. of vibe. Like you know, yep. like, no, this, this is not going to end. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, it wasn't I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, mm-hmm. And who was your favorite character of the episode? Um, I, I think I want to say Maya. Now, I know she isn't because I think mm-hmm. Diana did a damn good job being the concerned mom. But I think I still want to go with Maya just because I think this was the first time I really enjoyed watching her. Like I was like, oh, this girl is even at the end when she was like on the hospital bed, um, and this could be my own like when I spent time with my mom at the hospital, like mom, wake up, whatever. It could be some of that, but I think Maya for me is my favorite this this episode. Okay. I'm gonna give it to her. Yeah, for me it was a toss. It's a toss up between her, uh, Richard, and um, oh yeah, <laughs> her, Richard, and Diana. Uh, Tom would have been up there, but he was. I, those three kind of stood out a little bit more. But I'll go with Diana. Um, mm, I, okay. I felt that over the course of these two episodes, um, or this two-parter, she was showing out in the best way possible. So yeah. I, yeah. I think that she, you know, she she was my favorite um, from this episode. Good, good, good. Yeah, I think that's that's a good one. I I love I loved. I enjoyed her as well. Uh yeah. what what you rating this? Um out of shit, I don't know, out of concerned mothers, ten concerned mothers. What, <laughs> what are you what are you rating this? <laughs> It'll, um I'll give it a, I'll give it eight concerned mothers. So, same. Yeah. I'm same. Uh yeah, this was very, very even with all the issues I had, specifically with Isabel, mm-hmm. I think if you took her storyline out of this, it would have been, you know, the same. It doesn't really affect outside right. of kill her. But so yeah, yeah, doing what eight. Is, um, 
last week when was it uh, kidnap children? Uh, yeah, or yeah, it was electric. Yeah, I think it was, it was kidnap kids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we yeah, but no, this this they earned that eight this episode. Yeah, they earned yeah. that. Man, that. um, cool, cool. This was good. This was good. Mm-hmm. Um. My streaming tried to go to the next episode, so I had to stop that. Uh, <laughs> not get ahead of myself, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for what's coming next because, like, honestly, they're on the roll. Even the stuff yeah. I don't like is not enough mm-hmm. to be like this is a terrible season. That's not that's not true. Right. So, yeah. Mm-mm. So, what? Any any final thoughts? Any ideas, comments, concerns, predictions? Anything? Um, I'm interested in seeing, you know, what the, how they play out the whole big, bad, evil Mm -hmm. angle. Um, and I think episode wise, are we halfway through the season? I think we are. Cause isn't it 13 episodes for, I think it's 13. So let's do episodes. Uh, yes, 13. So we are next week will be. Well, this week, no, yeah, next week is about what is it? Maybe forty eight percent through. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're not, yeah. There's like eight more episodes left, so this was. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a thirteen episode season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, um, maybe more. So yeah, we're we're kind of close to halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we getting through this season, man. This is, woo, this is some stuff. Yeah. Got me even more excited for the reboot now. There we go. So, and we will definitely get finished with this before October. <laughs> look, look, man, for real. We got to. We got to. I don't know. Well, I mean, let these folks know where to find you and support you and all that. Yeah, you can find my uh, website is robertkjeffrey.com. That's robertkjeffrey.com. Instagram is probably the best social media place to, to follow me, and that is robertk.jeffrey. That's Robert K. Jeffrey. Bet that, bet that. That link, those links will be in the show notes. You can find me, uh, Carefree Blurred, on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd, everywhere else, Instagram, and all that good stuff. And if you must email me, use that email, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. We are listening to this episode. Use the hashtag AL4400, AL4400. And uh, let us know your thoughts, your predictions, what's going on. And if you're going to be watching the reboot, yeah, if you've if you've never watched the season but you've been listening to this, watch the fucking reboot with us. Come on, join mm-hmm. that, join the party. So, till next time, guys. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and don't murder your parents. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't, don't disappear from the timeline. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. 